You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. Welcome to another edition of Business in Black. This is your host, Anita Harris, in the lovely Brooklyn, BK, New York City, honey. And um, it's a nice day. Yeah, I got snow and stuff and such. No snow and stuff and such. It's 50. We've broken into the 50s. So that's exciting, Dr. Hughes. I know she's giving a slow clap like it's about time. <laughs> it's crazy, folks, you know, living in the Northeast, this is what we deal with. So Dr. Mm-hmm. Hughes, of course, is coming out of sunny South Florida down in the MIA area. Y'all's cold weather giving us a cool front. I love it, honey. I'm very happy. It's down into like the 60s at night. And it feels delicious. Delicious in the day, honey. Yeah, it's like. I'm loving it. I wanted it to be a little bit cooler, a little bit longer. That way we won't have a harsh summer because, honey, last year, summer was Evo. Here's it the world's evil. smallest violin to your. <laughs> okay. so where I got the slow clap. Honey, in the world's honey, honey. Don't be mad at paradise, honey. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. We cannot, and I shall not. Deal with the ridicule. But, you know, there's something to every city. I was telling somebody that the other day. There's something to every city. So you just have to deal with the ebbs and flows of it. I mean, not everybody can handle living in the greatest city in the world. I'm just saying. So there you have it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we love to josh one another, if you can't tell. And so... Having said all of our weather updates, as we normally do, <laughs> we're going to get right into today's show, and we're talking about how one should be careful of your political messages in your business. So this conversation really came about from our conversations last week, offline, obviously, and we were just recapping some of what was going on. And I was recently at the um, convention for the Women's Basketball Coaching Association, and it kind of sparked this conversation about a political message within the context of your business message and how it can go completely wrong for you if you're not careful. And so one of the examples Dr. Hughes brought out was, of course, Papa John's Pizza. And we're just seeing um, an enmeshment that is wrong um, and detrimental at times to your business when you decide to take a political stance. So you're in business to be in business, number one. Number two, you're in business to make money. And it doesn't really matter or it should not matter, I should say, the skin tone, the religion, the sex, the sexual orientation, the ethnicity of any person that wants to give you money. Because at the end of the day, you're in business to take money Mm -hmm. and make money. And oftentimes we are witnessing and dismissing and not really calling out like we are on today's show, organizations who choose to take a toe and dabble it into the political arena and flaunt a particular flag or flaunt a particular agenda or flaunt a particular ideology um, and then expect their core base of consumers to fall in line with it. I guess they feel liberality because they've built up their core base of consumers. So the biggest one that I always go to first is Mm Chick-fil-A, who had a major faux pas 
back in, oh, I think it was 06, 07, somewhere in there, 08, somewhere in there. Executives. And one of the executives had too much autonomy over interviews and decided to come out to make a statement for the entire organization against homosexuals. And I want to say for the record, I'm not against homosexuals. I'm not for homosexuals. I'm just for people and loving people. I'm a Christian. I have no quarrels with that. I have no quarrels with people who choose the lifestyle that they want to live because who am I to judge? However, I felt like Chick-fil-A crossed the line as a Christian, I feel like Chick-fil-A crossed the line when they decided, and if you don't remember this, and if you think I'm lying, go research it, that they put out a statement um, indicating that they were coming out with an anti-homosexual sandwich. And it went on with some very explicit words of describing this chicken cordon blue type sandwich. And it was never, it never came out that it was a hoax. It never came out that this, you know, deniability or any of the the case. It actually surfaced twice, this particular story. And my problem with that message was, what are we saying as Christians? Um, Because are we then calling one sin out and not another? So it's okay to take the wife beaters, the adulterers, the fornicators, liars, the liars, the cheaters, the swindlers, money. But we don't want nothing to do with the homosexuals. And I found that disturbing for me personally. And I'm sure there was a lot of Christians that backed that position and, you know, God bless them. But for me, it really was a distaste in my mouth as a Christian and a, a lover of Christ and the principles of Jesus Christ and God, that one would be so on toward with their and reckless with their statements against another human being. I think my main thing was, um, and I think for a lot of Christians, it was where was the love? There was there was not an ounce of love in that message. It was propaganda mm-hmm. and. Um, the fundamental basis of being a believer in the Lord Jesus is love because Jesus, the, the, his message was love your neighbor as yourself. So it doesn't, he didn't say love your neighbor as long as, he just says love your neighbor as, as, as you love yourself. You don't have to agree with the sin, but they are a human being and they're deserving of love and respect. Absolutely. And in that message, in that propaganda, in that whatever it was, there was no message of the cross because the message of the cross is love. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the biggest issue. I don't think it was just the, the whole thing about the homosexuality. I think for a lot of people, a lot of believers, it was the, the fact that you, you tout that you're a Christian organization, but there wasn't an ounce of love, which is the basis of the, that's the message of the cross. And I agree with you. It's not, you, you can't just pick out one sin. If you're going you to call it out, you got to call out everything. Everybody. Like you said, it's got to be abuse. It's got to be uh-huh. the, the whoremonger, the drunkard, the liar. Mm-hmm. I mean, the list goes on and on about, I mean, you, I mean, you're going to run the gambit. You, you got to do it, which means you're going to have to close your doors because you don't know what people's lifestyles are coming in and out the door. You may have people Absolutely. on your payroll who yep. are in same sex and you will never know it because, you know, some folks just don't air their business like that. And, you know, maybe you have a liar, a stealer, a cheater, a whoremonger, and this and that on your payroll. Mm You're going to call them out and do... A pedophile. Hello, Catholic Church. You know, if that's the case, you know, we're going to have to deal with pedophilia and necrophilia Mm -hmm. and people who like Mm -hmm. to have sex with animals. And it's all Mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's fetishes. It's it's all kinds of things. But at the end of the day, Jesus said, who is who he who without sin cast the first stone. We don't have heaven or hell to put nobody. Right. Our commission, our responsibility as believers, if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, is to love. Right. That's the message of the cross. And off of that, you know. The, 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 the duty of Chick-fil-A as a corporate organization, as a business, as a business is to take greenbacks. Right. It's not to, 
It's not to, not to, to cast judgment. It's right. not to, you know, do you any of those things. And so they, it was very out of pocket and very unprofessional. And so I find myself in uh, similar situations of teaching people, you know, like you have to be wary of sharing I mean, you just have to think of everything like you're on your first date. You shouldn't talk about exes. You shouldn't talk about politics and you shouldn't talk about religion. Those things are non, unless you are a religious business, unless you are Lifeway Bookstore, unless you are, you know, um, a a Christian or or a Muslim bookstore or what have you, then you talk about religion. But we don't want to intermix those things with, your business, because your business is, when when you filled out to the state what your business entailed, or when you filled out to the Articles of Incorporation what your business entailed, unless your business specified that it was a religious organization and part of its mission statement was something to do with religion or politics, then it it's probably best for you to stay away from it. And I know also recently when homosexual marriages were granted, how many uh, people were claiming the name of religion as to why they didn't want to bake cakes for people or to do other services for homosexuals who were wanting to get married. And as a business owner, you have up a sign that says, we refuse the right to serve whomever we want to refuse the right to reserve, to um, refuse service to. And so I don't have a problem with that either. But I think that a little decorum and a little love shown in that of saying, well, maybe you don't want to bake the cake, but does it have to be indignant? Does it have to be ostracizing? Does it have to be crude and rude behavior? Does it have to make fun of and be callous towards your fellow man? No, you could just politely say something of the sort of, well, I'm all booked up, you know, uh, when you find out or, you know, whatever the case or whatever the excuse may be. I don't think we have to go around touting a cross and throwing holy water on everyone just because we're a Christian who is in business. I agree. I think it's, um, it's not so much always, not so much always. Let me say that again. What you say, it's how you say what you say. When you're in business, you don't always need to explain your response. Absolutely. Just have the appropriate response. Like Ms. Harris said, if you did, if you fundamentally disagree with a lifestyle choice of a customer, Yes, you reserve the right to refuse service. You don't need to say, no, I'm not going to do it because I don't agree with your lifestyle choice. Why can't you just say, we don't have, you know, room in our schedule at this time. We're booked up, you know, we're booked solid for the next couple of months. They don't know your business. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. even if you, are, it, it's, it's whatever you choose, to, you know, we're not going to be able to, you know, take care of you. Mm-hmm. Whatever, it doesn't matter. You don't owe them an explanation. If they ask for why, we're not available. Period. Right. right. I'm not available. That's it. You can just say we're not available. Mm-hmm. And that's a blanket statement. And it doesn't need to go any further. It doesn't have to. Now they can they can make assumptions all they want, but at the end of the day, if I'm not available, I'm not available. Because if you have personal things in your life that affect your, your business schedule, you don't owe your customers or your business that information. And so you have to figure out the right message mm-hmm. to, to, to respond. It's just like, um, you know, in, in a sales call, overcoming an objection, mm-hmm. you have to know what the right response is. It's, it's pretty much the same thing. You just gotta, if you're not quick thinking on your feet, have some blanket statements available that you rehearse, Absolutely. that you practice for certain situations. There's nothing that says you can't do that. Right. And with that, you have fact-finding questions to figure out if that's the type of client that you want to entertain. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know, um, I know travel agents who will not book trips for unmarried couples Mm -hmm. and that's just their particular belief. And so 
um, you know, again, they don't come out right and say that to their clients. They just, you know, politely decline or refer them to someone else. But I mean, let's not forget that we come from an era though, however, comma, we come from an era where blacks were outright told you're not welcome here. And so then that stirs up a whole nother conversation Mm -hmm. for me uh, that we're not going to have time to get into before we have to take this little short break. So it's getting heated. Uh, We're talking about being careful of your political message. You're listening to Business and Black. We're a weekly podcast where we talk all things starting, growing, and building a business. And we'll be right back. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. And we're back with Business in Black, uh, your weekly podcast on everything starting, growing, and building a business. And um, today we're talking about being careful about the political messages you hold in your business. And left off with kind of heating up with the conversation on um, why it's essential that you should not ostracize any particular group out of another. But in the same vein, I'll come back to how I started the conversation with the Women's Basketball Coaching Association, and it's not a reflection on them, but women's basketball overall. So the conversation I was having with the coach was, um, you know, how do you get more butts in seats, Right. And you get more butts and seats by allowing people to come sample your product and want to be engaged in the community. But what I find happening in the WNBA and women's basketball all over is it seems like they're ostracizing themselves from other people. Seems like they are isolating themselves by touting the homosexual agenda. No other sport do you see touting a homosexual agenda. And what I mean by that is at the the games on the week, um, excuse me, not um, just on the weekends, but at the games, you'll see um, teammates marrying one another, which is, again, I have no problem with this, but my point is you're in business to be in business. And so when you start doing said things, then it's going to start to isolate yourself from people who don't want anything to do with that particular agenda. Mm -hmm. And that's what I find is a challenge for the the women's basketball league as we know it now. Um, Because like someone said, as we were walking here in Brooklyn, why does that person have the homosexual flag? And I'm really not trying to pick on homosexuals today. You know, I'm really not. But why does this person have the homosexual flag flying from their um, home, right? Mm -hmm. And and so if you come back to the frame of mind of Hitler, and imagine if that was a Jewish person flying that flag, would that be the optimal time? Because you don't know who's going to receive that, who's not going to receive that, who's going to start. You know, people are wicked, And they are not nice and they have evil intentions. And so not that Dr. Hughes or I have a problem with that homosexual flag, but you don't know how other people, you don't know, like the the, the guy who just went up to the Muslim young lady in the, what was it, the airport recently and just punched her in the face just because. Now, we don't know what the exchange was, but why would I give the opportunity of a just because unless I had to. So in terms of it, I can't hide the fact that I'm black. Right. I can't hide the fact that I'm a woman. But what I can choose to disclose or not disclose is my particular religion and my particular sexual orientation and and my, my, who I voted for in the election. I don't walk around with a, a Democrat or a Republican or a liberal on my chest. And so I'm not quite sure 
where we, I feel like social media has really done us an injustice, Dr. Hughes, by giving everybody a bullhorn thinking that their opinion really matters or, oh, people better accept me. Guess what? People don't have to do nothing but be people and die. They don't have to accept you just because that's who you choose to be. Vote for, worship. They don't have to. That's right. And so in real life, as well as in your business life, unless you are in business to be in politics or religion, it probably behooves you to not use your business for a platform because it will do more damage than good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think um, my, my, my soapbox, sorry. I, I think that... Um, I think the problem that we see, especially as it relates to same sex, because we see so much of it in the news, it's always in the news between that and racism. It's in the news. Those are two hot button political issues that's going on right now. Um, So it's not definitely not about picking, you know, on one or the other. Um, But I will say that there there are a lot of people who um, racism and same sex are uncomfortable conversations for a lot of people. And you want to be careful with addressing those issues in the workplace. Your business is now a workplace and you have to look at it from that standpoint and understand, first of all, you have to understand your customer and your potential customer. We are in a global marketplace. That's the other thing. So how could this potentially affect your ability to expand and grow your business in other markets? You have to look at that and understand that while it is a message and while you have your perspective and your point of view, what does that have to do with your business and your business model? What is your why for being in business? Keep your why in front of you and you'll stay out of stuff like same sex and race. Now, in the case of race, we can talk about Colin Kaepernick. You guys have heard me say this. I've talked about the NFL with Papa John's. He has a platform. That's part of his nonprofit message. He's still touting that and he's been very successful. He's gotten a lot of traction. People all over the world have supported him. They're still supporting him. Um, So in that regard, he really didn't do technically anything wrong. He actually had a service member tell him what to do. Mm -hmm. When it comes to NFL and businesses where they're dealing with what I would consider contractors, even though he's an employee of a particular team, um, you know, you have to understand that you represent more than yourself. So when you work for people, you have to be careful what you say. Now, there was a woman in India who lost her job at a bank for something she posted two years ago. She posted a racist rant. Two years ago on social media, it took two years for her to lose her job. Wow. A lady at Bank of America recently lost her job because of a racist rant. You have to be careful because even your employees reflect your business. And so even though you may not say it, your employees do, back to Chick-fil-A, that executive was an employee and they made a decision didn't necessarily reflect the whole company's point of view, but they did it on their own. And so you have to be careful. A lot of times that this is why companies have social media um, policies. Uh-huh. And, and policies, and, yeah. Because they have to address contemporary issues. And social media, the online play, marketplace, that is a contemporary issue that has to be addressed. So, you know, we're not picking on same sex or race or anything like that, but we're helping you understand that these are some things that can keep you from making money. Right. And, you know, the, w, the WNBA or Women's Basketball League, whatever it's called now, um, you may not think that you're, you're directly sending that message, touting that, that political message. Mm-hmm. But when you allow same sex marriages before right. Or engagements before all this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. it sends a message. You don't see that at the NBA. You don't mm-hmm. see that at the NFL. You mm-hmm. don't see that in mm-hmm. the base in baseball. Mm-hmm. You don't see that in hockey. You don't see tennis, volleyball, tennis, volleyball, anywhere else. And so you have to understand that there's a reason why they draw the line. The right. NFL is going through issues of their own, but you have to understand right. that there's a, you, the NBA don't do that. 
Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot to pull off an, an, an engagement. And, and even when you do, it's like during Valentine's month in February. You don't right. see it no more the time. Half time. Half time. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, at the end of the day, it's a distraction for what you're there to do, mm-hmm. which is what you signed that articles of incorporation for, which is to be in business to make money. Mm-hmm. And so as a distraction, um, we'll, we'll talk about and we'll pick on religion a little bit, you know, when the holidays are around. Come on. Happy holidays. You, you know, a lot of people have switched to happy holidays, but it's yeah. correct. It is politically correct to say happy holidays because we have Kwanzaa, we have um, uh, Hanukkah, we have Christmas, we have, um, you know, all different um, religions that are celebrating around that time of year, right? And so in order to encompass them all, you know, now you may individually know people and greet them one way, but um, corporations have adopted a generic policy and it's really not to, you know, make fun of. And I guess one would say that this country was founded on Christian principles, right? Um, Well, number one, we didn't find anything. It was already here. Uh, Number two, the people who inhabited this this land before we even came, uh, did not worship Jesus and God. So we don't really want to open that can of worms, I'm sure. However, just paying respect and um, homage to people who in their differences right. is what we're trying to relay because it's those differences that keep your business growing, that keeps diversifying your business and keeps more money coming in. So you shouldn't feel really some kind of way um, when they are addressing you during the holiday seasons. And if you choose to say Merry Christmas back or Happy Kwanzaa back or Happy New Year, that's fine. But in your particular business, you know, know that if you start decorating in red and green and professing Santa Claus, which I don't even believe in because he's a mythical creature, uh, Christmas has nothing to do with Santa Claus, but when you start professing these sorts of things, you have to understand that you might be turning off some customers right. and you just might lose some people as a result. Uh, so politics, people, it's a very um, distraction is what it is. It's a very distracting, concerted effort that you might not think any kind of way about it because we oftentimes have blinders on and we only receive and see and think and understand from our own knowledge, but we've got to do a better job because we're an all-encompassing country. We don't have, we're a heterogeneous country. We, we are not a homogeneous country. We are not all of the same. We're not all men. We're not all women. We're not all one race. We're not all one religion. Right. And so, you know, we have to start doing a better job of taking the distraction out of the organization. So another reason why um, you want to take that distraction away and be careful of the political messages is because... What is it doing to your brand, really? Mm. What perception is it giving people of your brand? That's right. You know, is it watering your brand down? Is it giving people a distaste in their mouth about the brand? Um, How is it relaying your brand to other people when you change the colors um, for the holidays? You know, are, are you mindful of, I, I particularly like the blue and silver. I just think it's pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but are you particularly mindful of colors you use to represent your brand? Well, of course you are because you chose the colors in your logo for a reason. So how are certain alliances to certain political um, influences affecting your brand. And before Dr. Hughes gets into her point, because I see her mulling it over, we got to take a quick break and we will be, you're listening to Business in Black and we'll be right back. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. And 
we're back with Business in Black and you're listening to our weekly podcast. And today we're talking about being careful of your political message in your business. And before Dr. Hughes loses her train of thought, we are talking about uh, distractions as well as uh, the branding and what it does to your brand. And so I'm going to let her say what's bubbling, bursting off of her brain over there. Well, I love that you uh, brought in the example of the holiday time because um, I was out shopping with my mother actually during the holidays one year. And we went into this particular large retailer, very well known, been around for hundreds of years. We went into this particular location and was very put off. There was no holiday music. And if it was, it was so quiet, you could barely hear it. Mm. Nobody was cheerful. Nobody looked at you. They barely spoke. And these are employees. You can clearly see their employees because they have the name tags on it. They walk by and nobody asked to see if they could help you. There was nothing festive about the store. Mm. You, know, you know, the colors you usually see during the holidays, you see the reds, the greens, and this, you know, they can just be, they can reflect any, any faith, you know? Mm-hmm. Nothing about the store was nothing. It, didn't, it wasn't inviting. It didn't make me want to shop. So we left immediately and went next door to another store. Mm-hmm. Music going, folks come in. You know, when I say Christmas music, like holiday music. Um, you know, the the staff was friendly and jolly. They they smiled. They asked if they could help you. It was busy, of course, but we could see why it was busy. Everybody was in this one store versus the other store. It was almost empty in that other store. We go to the other one, two stores down, and it's hot. Mm. They got every register going They're moving I mean they're hustling And get people in and out And it was fine But they were still friendly You still got the right vibe Because it made people want to shop And it didn't care We were standing in line Talking to one lady was Catholic And another lady was Jewish But we were all standing there Talking Uh, Another Muslim lady Was a couple people You know behind It was a couple people From different faith based You know religions And you could tell that But we were all just happy and just kind mm-hmm. of having conversation and, you know, whatever the case may be, people can still shop during the holidays and not observe, you know, the same holiday, you know, um, because a deal is a deal and you get a lot of good deals during the holiday season. And so I may not be a quote Christian. I may not celebrate quote Christmas. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean I can't make my, I can't, you know, go shopping during that time and catch the same deals every day as everyone else. Well, and I think holiday and being Christmas like are two different things. Exactly. And I think mm-hmm. that's what we, the difference was, you, you know, I think there's a way to be in the holiday spirit and have holiday cheer. Mm-hmm. And catch that whole, I just want to, we just want to celebrate humanity and bring love and light and bring happiness and joy and peace, you know, to one another without it being, we're going to little drummer boy down your throat. and You know what I mean? Like they weren't, it, it was Carol of the Bells. And I, y'all, I love Carol of the Bells. It's my favorite Christmas song. But it was Carol of the Bells and, you know, just, you know, the nutcracker and those are the mm-hmm, things that you can mm-hmm, play mm-hmm. that are neutral and really gets you in the holiday spirit and it just really does something to you and I think um, that was the difference maker and so I want to encourage you that in your business it doesn't matter some people may not celebrate Independence Day it's just like um, you know uh, Chinese businesses celebrate Chinese Independence Day Chinese New Year you go they, that whole business is going to be closed for a month but they let their customers know in honor and celebration of Chinese New Year, we will not be processing orders mm-hmm. between this time and this time. So there will be an additional delay. And that's okay because there, it's, it's, you can choose to take your business elsewhere or you can support that. I think there's, what, what, is, what do we learn from that? There's a way absolutely to homage to what you believe in and still make money it's how you communicate the message absolutely and i think that like you mentioned the chinese new year i think they do a great job of not cramming it down anyone's throat and that's where you run into problem is when you're trying to cram it down my throat and i have a choice 
Right. It's not well received. So I'm going to take my money and I'm going to go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And like you and your mother did, well, you don't want to be in the holiday spirit. People love that time of year. Right? It's my favorite time of year. The snow mm-hmm. is falling, especially here in New York. And the lights are all in the stores. And, you know, it's just very festive and cozy. And you want to be with loved ones and all of mm-hmm. that. So even if it's not about Christ or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, even if it's just about family and spending time together, if you're not willing to participate in that, then I have a choice to take my money and go participate with someone who wants to participate with me. So, you know, that's something to be mindful of. And again, we're not, we're not saying politics and business don't co-mingle. We're saying taking a stance on something and forcing that on other people will do the exact opposite of what you think it will do. It'll deter people. It'll repel them. So I have some examples for you, Dr. Hughes. We've already talked about one, two of these. But um, the First National Bank of Omaha is the nation's largest closely held bank. And thus one might assume, I'm I'm reading actually off of Bloomberg.com, might assume not to subject to outside shareholder pressure, but they did have it. And they dropped its National Rifle Association affiliation credit card in response to customer feedback, which, okay, so now let's talk about how politics and, and you taking political stances would have a good effect, because this is a good one. Yeah. I think anytime you have a, 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 an effect where you're cramming yourself down somebody's throat and you're um, taking away choices from people, that's where you're going to get pushback from. But then when you choose to align with something that is um, a good cause, a humanitarian cause, a cause that uh, in this instance is, you know, they're choosing life, <laughs> Let, let's be honest, you know, over um, supporting an organization that is hell-bent on supporting gun owners, um, which gun is killing control. people, let's be honest, the, the people aren't killing I mean, the guns aren't pulling their own triggers. You know, people are killing people, but they have too much access to guns for a lot of people. And so by them pulling back their uh, affiliation, that's a good one. There's another one that pulled back their affiliation before you say what you were going to say. And that would be, no, not on this list. But I think a couple of people pulled back their affiliation from the NRA as a result of all of the killings. I think um, here's the thing about um, the, the whole gun control message. And um, again, we can also talk about uh, Me Too as well. Um, it's the way they have communicated their message through peaceful protest. Mm-hmm. There is a difference. It's a, Again, it goes back to it's the way you communicate your message. And it's unfortunate that, you know, it, it's, it's a result of um, bad things that have happened, but... Um, the way that that people have mobilized all on gun control, um, Me Too, um, you know, some of the other ones, uh, women's equality. Uh, I think it's the way those messages have been conveyed through peaceful protests that now, especially with the gun control, when especially when it comes down to children who are dead, um, you know, people whose lives are, are from mass shootings and it's happening right here on our soil. I think it, it really sends a different message. And you have a generation now who definitely have a better handle on social media mm-hmm. and they know how to mobilize and they understand how to use it now. And, you know, with the town halls and all these different things and the way the message has been communicated, it is that I'm going to be honest. I'm not against people having guns. Mm hmm. I am not against people having guns because that is your constitutional right. I right. am against assault weapon, uh, right. we don't weapons. I am, we don't war. need <laughs> weapons of mass destruction to right. me. Like right. we don't need high power rifles on the street. So mm-hmm. I agree with the message of gun control. I agree with Dick Sporting Goods and the change that they made. I agree with Walmart and the change that they made, and a lot of businesses who've gotten on board mm-hmm. with changing their policies as it relates to um, the type of the, the age that you must be to purchase a gun. You know, I agree with some of the measures that's been taken. And that's what you're seeing. Mobilization, businesses who are getting behind a message that's positive. 
Right. And and it's going to be good for, for overall, because if it's not on the street and it's not easy to get, then you kind of control and you, you, you can come together as a community again. Right. And so this is a good, I think that's a great example of when the political message, when you get behind a political message and it has a positive effect on the A positive. And Dix is on the list mm-hmm. in its sales with assault style rifles and high capacity ammunition magazines. It would also require any gun buyer to be at least 21. See, Dr. Hughes does read and listens to the news. <laughs> Regardless of local laws. Walmart, the biggest gun seller, said it too would no longer sell assault-style rifles and it would stop selling guns to anyone under the age of 21. And listen, we all know that even though they put those measures in place, people can still get their hands on guns at a young age and the type of gun that they want. We understand that. However, it is good that companies are being more aware of helping and doing their part in um, reducing the abilities uh, for some of these unfortunate events that are happening. And as you stated earlier, Papa John's is on the list in its relationship with the National Football League in part because of some players kneeling. Now, see, this is one I can't get behind and one why Papa John's is not doing too well. Sorry, Papa John's, but you was in the wrong. And here's why you were in the wrong. Come on. People have the constitutional right to bear arms. And people also have the constitutional right to assemble, freedom of speech, et cetera, et cetera. And so, unfortunately, what we're seeing, you know, the, the gentleman that put up the Black Panther fist at Way the Olympics at, um, in yeah, Mexico was, City uh, many, 19... many years ago? Yeah. He came back I, I, home I... in the eyes of the Black community as a hero, but he couldn't buy a job. And that's exactly what we're seeing with Kaepernick right now. He can't buy a job. Mm-hmm. And so we want to pick and choose how we ostracize people who assert their rights, but we're okay with other things, but I'm going to let that sit there and boil for you for a minute. And I'm not going to break it down, but you know, I think, I think people kneeling because they have a certain belief over um, injustices that they are witnessing in their own community and they have the fortitude and the, um, the gumption to take a stand, I don't think there's anything wrong with that because at the end of the day, it's not like an assault rifle and it's not doing harm to someone else. You know, understand what I mean? It's a, a, a political, no different than a sit-in at the mm-hmm. lunch counter, no right. different than a march down the, the, the highway. It, it's been no different than uh, uh, we're we coming out of these classrooms that these children are doing right now. Yeah, they did a walk, so, walk out today for uh, the anniversary of Columbine. Yes. Yeah. So the, it's nothing different except for he's being seen. Well, no, it's not anything different because he was seen by millions of people and these children are being seen by millions of people. Look at the uh, teachers who are walking out. Arizona is just uh, is the latest state to join in the teacher walkout. And I've actually seen celebrities go on uh, and in full support. Um, Oklahoma was the largest. And there are a lot of celebrities who have come through those school systems in Oklahoma. And a lot of the celebrities have come out saying they're in full support. Uh, I think the actor Jay Ellis from The Game, he was one of them. Uh, Blake Shelton is another one. They, they're in full support of, you know, a lot of these, uh, they've come through those school systems and, and they are, they're in support of these teachers. And so you're seeing, and you may not think of an actor that's not a business, uh, they are. Yeah. They're branded in themselves because if they align with something, they can't get acting, they won't get modeling jobs, you know, people don't, mm-hmm. all don't want to align with it. Why do you think a lot of athletes don't even get the same endorsements that they used to do back in the day? Absolutely. Why? Because businesses do not want to align with, you know, people who are involved in domestic violence and, yep. you know, all this other kind of stuff. Unfortunately, Tiger Woods saw that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So you you can't look at an actor no. or, or, an, or an athlete as, oh, well, it's different. No, 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 no. They're a business. Right. As an individual, they're Absolutely. a business, they're a brand, and they can't get endorsements if they, you know, if how they carry themselves and what they align themselves with doesn't work. Uh, Dwayne Way got on board with the um, with with the the Parkland shooting, and they did a big uh, a big art exhibit here in Miami, and now it's, yes, it's I heard about it. Yeah, I, remember, I told you, and there's traveling, mm-hmm. and the NBA got behind that because again, it's about gun NFL. No the, NBA, you're right. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah NBA behind and stopping the violence, gun violence in the street. 
and and it's it's going very well because why it's a good message it, right. it's very absolutely about the positivity of community activism and i think it's it's powerful so we can look Listen, at a lot all of they needed in the old west was a six shooter and a shotgun why that's all we need that's all we need if you feel like you need to defend yourself all you need is a good six shooter and a shotgun but I digress because I'm not a politician. <laughs> um, and so with that, we're going to take a short break and you're listening to Business in Black and we'll be right back. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. I can't believe we are in the last segment, Dr. Hughes. This is a hot topic, We've been talking about being careful about, and we have to be careful about what we say about being careful about political messages. Right. Let's just be honest. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm black, let me be honest, and I could go some places in some dark places that y'all ain't ready for, but we're just going to keep it light and friendly and move on and push on back to what we already mentioned about Chick-fil-A and their chief, um, their chief, uh, one of their chief officers making um, comments. I love how they cleaned it up. This reads on Bloomberg.com, the company, comments about the company's support of the traditional family. It was subsequently reported that the company donated to anti-LGBTQ groups. Well, it was more than reported because they had anti-statements. So I didn't fancy it to be a in favor of traditional family. Because I think an in favor of traditional family would have been something like that. Bring the whole family, ma, pa, sister, and brother. Bring them all down and get a free six-piece with the purchase of a meal for everyone, right? That would have been more like an advertorial for that. But instead, they decided to come out with an anti. So it was an anti-LGBTQ message that they were sending in. Chick-fil-A, you were wrong for it holistically because you allowed this man or he did it on his own accord. But, you know, we all learn from our mistakes. Starbucks, of course, is going through it right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, One day, Starbucks is not enough for diversity training. You can't possibly teach white people about others in one day. This this is what comes to mind when I think about this whole thing because everybody's asking that same question you really think one day I think it's a step in the right direction but here's what Starbucks needs to do to take it a step further they need to look at their franchisee agreements Mm -hmm. and to to see what's missing but this wasn't a and they need to make some adjustments to um, and then they need to make some adjustments. Like, how often are you doing these trainings? What is your QA you process go. like? And there you that's go. part of your your franchisee agreement. Oh, okay, okay. That should be in your franchisee agreement. Right. How frequently are you doing these trainings? Sensitivity and, training. Right. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and your quality assurance to make sure you're coming in and you're doing an assessment to make sure what your training is actually happening. Actually, See, these are the things yeah. like diversity must be, it, it can't just be, okay, we're going we gonna to talk about it and we're going to do it every now and then. No, 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 no. Remember, you expect what you inspect. Mm-hmm. You have 8,000 stories. You have it. Expect what you inspect. That's you, if you can afford to <laughs> to shut down eight thousand stores on one day, you can. That means you can afford to do quality assurance training and inspections. Excuse me, quality assurance inspections. Eight thousand stores around. You know, mm-hmm. around, all you need is a task force to do it from mm-hmm. your corporate office. Mm-hmm. Because the, let me tell you something, Marriott you used to do it all the time. Right. And if, if any franchisee was not in line with Marriott QA standards, they would pull that flag in a minute. And the same thing should happen with Starbucks. Yeah. If you're not in line with our vision, our purpose, and our plan, if you don't believe in our core values, if you're not mm-hmm. exhibiting those core values and you got XYZ number of times to fail this audit, and we're going to pull our flag. Well, because that's like pedophilia training. You, you, you have to. Exactly. You right. have to protect your brand. And if you Correct. don't protect your brand, people won't get behind it. And what we're seeing is you have people because it, you don't need a whole lot of money to get up to get some of these franchises, especially a, a coffee shop. Right. But if you don't and, protect your brand. And Dunkin' Donuts, Gregory's Coffee, et cetera, on, local house coffees, they, they probably should be stepping it up right about now and touting the fact that hmm. we are compliant and we are diversely trained and well, you know you walk into a Dunkin' Donuts you know they have to be 
train because we see everybody in Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> and that's why it's America's coffee. <laughs> I'm trying to tell Dunkin' Donuts has been around I mean, forever. Right. And so and, and, and they're diverse. And so Starbucks caters to a particular clientele mm-hmm. and are not as diverse clearly and so a lot of that comes down to the expose and what we started this show about the expose of the human nature of people yeah. and we are in an era where people have been more than comfortable than any time in the past since um, civil rights has ended to show who they really are so when people are showing you themselves to you in that mm-hmm. manner you better believe them moving right along to um, REI the outdoor retailer better known oh, excuse me better known as REI <coughs> excuse me recreational equipment is their full name said that they plan to stop selling five brands, including firearm makers Vista Outdoors amid customer complaints. Enterprise Rent-A-Car, Hertz, and Avis, meanwhile, have ended co-branding partnerships with the NRA. So we're seeing a lot of NRA activity. Yeah, did you see YouTube? Is YouTube on there? They didn't list YouTube. YouTube actually changed their policies on uh, videos featuring guns. Oh wow. And then Delta Airlines. Oh yes, because of the 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 incident with the young lady who came to the headquarters and trying to do whatever she was trying to do. Lord. God bless her. Um and then Delta Airlines rescinded a one-time group travel discount for the NRA's annual meeting. Mm-hmm. So and then they note that it was only used by 13 people, but um you know <clears throat> Your effects, your, um, your actions will have effects to them is the bottom line that we're trying to um, explain in this show. And unless you have cause to be voicing your own personal opinion about gun control, about religion, about uh, sexual orientation, ethnicity, about any of those things, then you should probably keep it to yourself. Listen, I don't want to know about homosexual marriages or relationships, but I also don't want to know about heterosexual marriages or relationships. I don't need to know the intimate details of what goes on in your bedroom. It's supposed to, it's called intimate relations for a reason. It should be called intimate. I don't necessarily need to see the PDA from the heterosexuals or the homosexuals walking down the street. I just want to walk around and just see people. I don't need to see them groping and, and fondling and doing all this stuff to one another. So, when we talk in the show of being careful of political messages, know that we're not coming from a, this is right or this is wrong standpoint. We're coming from a, listen, we're all people having to coexist and we have differences and we should respect and honor those differences, but we should also be respectful to ourselves and respectful to how we treat other human beings. Because at the end of the day, what I find oddly um, popular is that we want to treat animals better than we want to treat human beings. Listen, um, <laughs> I agree with you on that. I, I think what it boils down to is boundaries. We say this just about every week on something, on some topic or another, in some one way or another. Um, you want to establish healthy boundaries in your business. And um, now we're not saying what those boundaries are because you know what your business is. If you're in the business of gossip, like the shade room, like TMZ. But that's your others. business. That's your business model. You're supposed to do that. You're going to talk about a lot of these topics. This show probably is not going to relate to you if that's your business. But what we're saying is, you know, you have to understand what your business model is. We gave you examples of good, of how it works for you and how it doesn't work for you. But in, in, in some instances, if you want to make money, yeah. You have to pay attention to your brand mm-hmm. and what is killing your brand. And political messages, even sublim- subliminal, are a big... Listen, Domino's is really is struggling to make a comeback. I mean, they darn near giving pizzas away because every time you turn around, there's some receipt, there's some foolishness with ethnicity, with race. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, that's a subliminal. That's a, that's that's still a message that, that speaks to the people you're hiring. That that speaks to the people who are franchising your brand. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, you you, 
I understand. And it, 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 when you make an effort to fix it, it does help. But if it consistently is a problem, that means your efforts really are in vain or there's something else going on. Right. But you got to have those boundaries. You have to understand your business. What's your business model? And understand your brand and protect your brand. All we're trying to tell you is protect your brand at all. Protect your brand. And and, and I'll leave you all with this um, thought about all the people who felt like Trump was going to raise America from the dead. When was America actually in the grave? Well, but thought that he was going to resurrect certain beliefs. And and so they started ostracizing themselves by showing whatever support through their business. And and I'm sure all of that has had some sort of a backlash on the effects because... It's just inconceivable as diverse and mixed up. Listen, the black dollar these days, like it's a it's a trillion dollar. We're a trillion dollar industry. I just said this yesterday or day Buying before. power, weather. Excuse me. Yeah, I just said this day before yesterday. If you don't believe it, Black Panther is a, is a perfect example. Absolutely, of the, of the power of the black dollar and black people mm-hmm. because. Mm-hmm. Hollywood swarping down. Blacks can't carry a film. They can't do this. They can't do that. We don't go to the movies. We Black Panther beat out Titanic. Absolutely. It it's still going. Titanic out and it's still going. Mm-hmm. They are getting ready to do pre-orders on, on the Blu-ray DVD and it ain't even till May and pre-orders for the DVD. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to understand that <laughs> when you ostracize yourself for, for a small group, of the mm. population, you really hurt yourself. And, and we're not saying just go after the black dollar. We're not, we're not saying that. We're just saying that you have to keep things in perspective. And you want to be careful with uh, what you allow. If you agree with Mr. Trump, that's fine. But why does everybody need to know that? Because I guarantee you, you know, some businesses are hurting. You have a small fraction of people. If your business is on a flat line, I guarantee you it's, it's, it's not good. That's not good. You're getting ready to see a decline because a flat business is a business that's not growing and going anywhere. And all it takes is one thing and it's going to hold, it's going to plummet. You should always be seeing steady growth. And a lot, we've seen a lot of businesses outsourcing and closing. Um, like she said, so you may have believed and you touted a whole lot of stuff, but there's a, there's, I guarantee you there's some mom and pop businesses that are suffering. And you miss out. That's the sad part. You miss out on a whole on and 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 call it the fact that uh, I'm just a curious person, but you miss out on meeting and knowing some extraordinary people. Absolutely. Because you're so prejudiced or you're so judgmental or you're so unloving. Like you miss miss out meeting amazing Muslims and Mm. their whole rich heritage or Mm. amazing uh, homosexuals or amazing, you know, uh, other people, just whomever people Mm. from other countries or what have you. You just miss out on missing out on amazing people that ultimately God created all of us. And, and I find fascinating conversations with people who are not like me, because mm. then you start to really compare and find out how much like you they really are. Cause in the inside, we all look the same and we all bleed red. Guess what? We all carry in America, one denomination of kind of money. And that's a greenback. So if you're in business, you're in business to make money. If you're not in a particular politically affiliated, racially affiliated, uh, ethnically affiliated or religion affiliated business, then you're in business to get the almighty dollar. And that doesn't mean that you do whatever you have to to get it. But that means within reason... You don't want to ostracize yourself because you chose to bring your personal feelings and opinions into a business that has nothing to do with them. So we hope you learned something as usual in this show. Um, We hope that people just love people, you know, just just love on people. Just get to know people who are not like you and the amazing stories that they have to tell and the amazing cultures that they come from. Just love on people. I think that's a great challenge. Um, I, I, I absolutely think that's a great challenge. I I saw a video, I think it was last year of a man who, a white guy, he, he challenged himself to get to know a black person. 
Mm-hmm. And him and that one, they are like the best of friends. And I really want to encourage you to, um, you know, challenge you. I do want, I, we got all kinds of challenges on the internet. I want to <laughs> submit a challenge that you get to know some step outside your comfort zone and make it your business to get to know someone who is not like you and do every quarter or mm-hmm. at least for half a year, twice a year. Mm-hmm. If it's too much, four times a year, if it's too much, okay. But at least twice a year, step outside your comfort zone and get to know someone who does not look like you or have the same values. Get to know a Muslim. A person. Get to know a black person. A get person. Get to know a white person. Yeah. Get to know a human being. Because we're all human beings. Like right, Harris, right. On the inside, peel the skin. Peel this earth suit back. Mm-hmm. And everything on the inside. We all got this. We got, we got veins. We got a heart, lungs. Organs. Kidneys. Mm-hmm. Organs. Blood, when I say a person, tissue. because you'll say, "Oh, well, I go to the history museum and learn." Nope, go find no, a person. Get to go a human being. Uh-huh. Go find uh-huh. a person of a different background from you. Mm-hmm. Sit down and have a conversation with them, and more than one. And when you have a conversation, actively listen and be open. Don't come jaded. Don't come with your bias. Don't throw everything you think you know, and come with an open mind to receive and get to know that person well, genuinely. Because you heard only out of it. Challenge. Challenge. <laughs> so with that, we're going to leave you. I hope you have a fantastic week and uh, good to know somebody new. You're listening to Business in Black, we're a weekly podcast. And we talk everything starting, growing, and building a better business. Have a great week.